0: Don't you believe the science? Okay. What are you, a fucking, what are you, a fucking yeah. white supremacist? Are you a nationalist? I am. That you
1: don't believe the science? Uh, here's the long game I've been playing on you, Don. I am really Marjorie Taylor Greene's left titty. You didn't know that? <laughs> but when we started doing this whole thing in 2017, I was Marjorie Taylor Greene's left titty. Nobody knew who Marjorie Taylor Greene was except me, because i I've been with her for a long time as her left titty. And now it's all revealed. So, yep. Gig is up, the tits out of the bag
0: I'm Don Hall And I'm David Himmel And this is the Literate Apecast The Literate Apecast uses bad words If you don't like bad words, maybe should listen to it <laughs> Mr. Himmel, let me read to you. Do you mind if I read his it? story time? It's reading time. Oh, good. Let me go get my blankie. You get oh. your blankie and you're okay. your, ready. Yeah. All right. This is uh, an article that I read. It was uh, put out Saturday, January 21st in the free press, which is uh, Barry Weiss's thing. Barry um, White. Wait. Barry Weiss. Okay. Okay, it's time. It's called. It's time to get serious. It's by Catherine Boyle. Um, it is the uh, the the subhead is prevailing wisdom insists that your twenties are for extreme exploration, collecting memories, friends, partners, identities. It's B.S. All right, I just want <laughs> to. It, it's a good article, but one, of the, one here it says, The tens of millions of Americans that are, like me, millennials or members of the generation just younger Gen Z, have been treated as hapless children our entire lives. We have been coded as young in business, in politics, and in culture. All of which is why we shouldn't be surprised that millennials are the most childless and the least homeowning generation in modern American history. One can't play house with a spouse or have their own children when they've moved back into moms has 17% of millennials and Don Hall has. Aside <laughs> that was that was my ad. Aside from the technology sector, which prizes outliers, disagreeableness, creativity, and encourages people in their twenties to take on the founder title and to build things that they own, most other sectors of American life are geriatric. The question is why? Mm-hmm. Bear with me. (laughs) There are many theories and many would-be culprits. Some believe it's the fault of the boomers who have relentlessly coddled their children, perhaps subconsciously because they don't want to pass the baton. Others put the blame on the young who are are either too lazy, too too demoralized, or too neurotic to have beaten down the doors of power to demand their turn. Then again, life expectancy is growing among the healthy and elite in industrial nations, so perhaps this is all just progress. And 70 is the new 40, but one can take little solace in the growing life expectancy of the last 200 years when comparing ourselves to a more productive generations that didn't waste decades on extended adolescence. And mm. uh, One of the things that they said was there was a Scientific American article in 2017 that said, and this was their point in research, 25 is the new 18, and the research that extended adolescence so here's my question for you you and i um as the ta- as the the two ends of the gen x uh spectrum. generation
1: generation spectrum. yeah
0: i thought i thought you'd be happy that i finally conceded that point and i'm just not gonna argue about it anymore so yes you are i, you I are, appreciate
1: uh, that you're showing growth you are, don yeah.
0: Is that what that is? That is it growth that or a growth? That's that feeling. That's what you feel. I'm no, showing, that's, it's I'm showing a growth, and it and it kind of looks like a, a bump on my nuts. Yeah, so it's a tumor. I'm
1: just it's a it's a tumor of
0: maturity. Maturity it's a, tumor. It's a it's a ball tumor of maturity. It's matured. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, my my question is because the thing about it is I've I've really been focused on this, uh, you know, because I'm turning fifty seven, so I'm certainly thinking about what have I learned in the year and and all that fucking navel gazy shit. But, I you know, I don't think, despite the fact that I'm living with my parents right now. <clears throat> Um, I do not think that I fit sort of that extended adolescence thing, despite the fact that I love Star Wars and Star Trek and Marvel movies <laughs> and video games, and I still I still listen to the music that I loved when I was 18. I know that you, despite the fact that you own a house, you have two children, two dogs, a wife, a job that pays well, you are sort of—your uh, behavior is what I would call— sort of adolescent sometimes. So how do we square that? Is 70 the new 40?
1: I've never understood statements like that. 70 the new 40. 20, you know, 40 is the new 20. What, like, what I, because to quote um, Aaliyah, the, you know, the, the R&B <laughs> singer, when she was 14, getting fucked by R. Kelly, or maybe she was 15, getting fucked by R. Kelly, who was 22... I think at the time, 23. Um, age ain't nothing but a number. And I actually used that as a headline um, on a cover, <laughs> Chicago Health uh, cover story about aging. Um, yeah, eight. So there you go. Um, because I, I think it, the age thing comes down to responsibility and accountability, which is the thing that I struggle with. I think I've always been responsible. Like I've always worked. I've always been a hard worker. Um, But what I'm realizing now at 43 is that the shit that I do, if I do some dumb shit that can affect my kids, the way that they look at me um, and the way that they're, that they grow up, you know, their, their perception of what is, what good looks like, what adulthood looks like, what, Mm accountability and responsibility looks like. It can also cost me my job, which will fuck things up for my family. Um, When I was 23, I didn't have those worries. You know, like it was just me. And if I fucked up, I fucked up. and I, you know, if I lost my job, I'd find another job, I guess, whatever. But I didn't have to worry about too much because I just needed to make a little bit of money so I could live. I think today's kids at 23... It's like twenty three is the new forty three, because when they <laughs> when they go online and they say or do something, it can ruin everything for them for the rest of their lives. If they say the wrong thing or they attach themselves to the wrong George Santos or whatever, you know. So I, it it I, what what is the age thing? And if like if seventy is a new forty, does that mean that at when I turn seventy, what is? What does that mean
0: for me? Does that mean that my back will hurt less? I, 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 no, it will not hurt less. It will hurt more. Your description of yourself in the in your twenties versus now at forty three, as you were describing it, it suddenly occurred to me that I'm fifty seven and you're describing me. That's, I, I okay. Have so that's no. That's my point. I, I have. I have. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm like like I'm in my twenties. I'm fifty seven, but I have very. I have no real property. You know. Mm. I have no money. Um I, if I lose my job, I go get another job. I don't really have kids. I don't have a family. I mean, I'm, I've got a family, but it's not like my family. It's not my wife. It's not one that you chose kind of and had. made. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the family you know, that, that you, you were referring to. And so yeah. I'm kind of at a place now where all of those things are absolutely true for me, but I'm almost 60 fucking years old. So. Yeah. The it's... question becomes because I can't say age is just a number. no, if you're 50, you're fucking 50. that's that's a reality, and I understand sort of the if I believe it and identify as this, then of course it must be true, but the re- but reality has a way of just saying no, you're full of shit. Well, but it's I'm also it's also a perception. years
1: old. It's a perception because your 50 years old looked a whole lot different than my in-laws 50 years old. You know why
0: do you suppose that is? Why do you suppose that is? That's I think that's well. I think I, I mean the the, the about, real
1: easy answer think, is that they had kids when they were sixteen years old.
0: Well, all right, that, you know that's fair because you know. I think I think the question at hand with the article and she talks a little bit about SPF and and a lot of this stuff and it's it's a little bit uh, you know it's a little bit let me harsh on let me harsh on the boomers or the kids, <laughs> um, but the thing I think was interesting about the question is if like you say. You're you know, the generation before, if fifty is different for them than it is for me, then it's natural to expect that fifty would be different for the next generation and the well, generation but, next.
1: But Don, and you're the same But is, you're the same generation as my in laws. You're older than my in laws. So they're Gen X. Oh yeah. Okay, well
0: what I'm saying but is But they okay, might as so
1: well then, be. I mean, but they they seem and I'm not calling them old, like they're not geriatric but But it's a completely different life they grew up in a small town they've lived in that small town their whole life that you know living in a big city multiple big cities as you've done that's those are totally different experiences you know you at when my when my father-in-law turned 50 he had four he had four grandchildren already four grandchildren holy shit maybe just three no, he had four grandchildren that's, that's when he turned any 50. Any grandchildren at 50?
0: Yeah, I know. My you grandfather know, so, died when he was 58 and I'm 57, so yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean, you know,
1: I I'm 43. I didn't have I wasn't married till I was 37. I had Harry or Katie had Harry when I was 39? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, 39. Something yeah. like that. Maybe I was 38. Um anyway, but like late 30s. And does that mean that I was just an adolescent up until I got married? Because you know, when mm-hmm. I was twenty three, I also bought a house with money that I borrowed from my grandparents. So, which
0: isn't the same as buying a house. I mean, I, I not not to bag on that. No, of course it's but not. I didn't buy a money. house with someone else's. Yeah, buying yeah. a house with someone else's money doesn't really count. But well, I mean, it, I it's mean, a loan. Did, it's one loan or a, another. But, did, but I see your point. But yeah. you did have a house. Yeah, you did have a house, and I had a responsibility to, to clean that yeah. house
1: and pay the taxes and all that other shit. Yeah.
0: Did Um, did you clean the house? Did you clean the house? Oh, my God.
1: Oh, Don, that house. (laughs) Oh, the greatest day of the week was Sunday. I would get up early, usually a little hungover, and that was fine because I was 23, 24, and I got over it quickly. And, you know, most of the time of the year, it was in Las Vegas, so I could just jump in the pool and kind of like wash the booze and mistakes off of me. And then I would. I would crank up the music in the house, just blast the stereo and I would vacuum and I would dust and I would get the dishes and then I would go and clean the pool. Oh, and I would cut the lawn. Oh my God. Best time of my life. Well, that's
0: because it's because you went to summer camp. I know the Jew kids all, all learned responsibility long before the rest of us.
1: They were very Germanic at that summer camp. We had to make your
0: beds, (laughs) sweep your area. (laughs) Yeah, there will be no dust. Uh, nine, nine. There will be no dust. Yeah, no, I, j- I just think it's, again, it's not something I think is bad, but if if, if indeed, you know, because there is that that sort of, uh, you know, it's a meme or it's a series of memes or it is a mantra or whatever it is, yeah. is this thing where, um, and I don't think it's, I think it's very similar to sort of the hippies of the 60s where it's like hey man don't get don't get bogged down with a 9 to 5 job man yeah you need to come on man you need to just live you got to live in the world yeah basically, and those I'm, same assholes elected Ronald Reagan twice yeah that's what, that's what i'm saying but i think it's fascinating because you know i think it's similar um in the hey i'm going to i'm going to do i'm going to get a youtube channel i'm going to make enough money that then i can just quit and at 26 years old travel the world yeah. and find and find myself and there's this sort of bizarre um almost spirituality that comes with still being an adolescent still sort of living in that adolescent perspective now the question becomes Is that the way things should have always been? Where it's just like, hey, man, you know, get up, learn, figure... Because I think there's a great... There's a great... Power to the idea that 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 our existence is not getting up, going to an office, sitting under fluorescent lights, working some job to make someone else more money so that we can have enough money to pay rent on an on a place, and then have and have to spend at least eleven percent of every check on health insurance that we may never need until we're too old to give a shit. I mean, there's a lot of. <laughs> There's a lot There's a <laughs> lot of stuff going on, and so I can't look at this perpetual adolescence and necessarily say, well, that's bullshit, because it's kind of yeah. bullshit the other way. But on the other hand, if you don't have people that are ready to pick up the load and, like, carry the boxes and get the shit done, then ultimately we're all going to live in a fucking... Like not your house—the house that nobody bothered to clean, with burrito wrappers and strange brown things on the carpet—you don't even know where they came from. A frat house, blood somewhere. Yeah, basically yeah, a frat house. house. And so you know, it's kind of a weird—it's kind of a weird conundrum. And I'm just I just think it's interesting. I—I
1: I mean, it's—it's. It's... But it's like, it, I mean, to even discuss it this way is to accept that there are these absolute rules. And I yeah. guess there are, like, because we all agree to it. It's the same as money. Like, we agree that this is a thing because, you know, and I'm not, this is not you, but I'm taking, a, you know, a 56 year old man with with no wife and no kids. Well, is he is he is he gay? That's like the first thing. Or what's wrong with him? Why didn't he ever get married? Why didn't he ever have kids? Like, that's a question that happens. Um, I mean, I've got friends that are my age that have been married for 20 years and they've never had kids. They never had any interest in having kids. And my dad has known these people as long as I have, because they're good friends of mine. And he's still asked, he's like, why
0: don't, why don't they want to have kids? And, and, because maybe people don't want to have kids. Like, you don't have to do this. I, I never, I, I yeah. think I wanted to, there, there was a brief window in my first marriage where I, I thought I wanted to have kids. And then I sort of interrogated the idea with my wife at the time. Do we really want to have kids or we just feel like we're supposed to You're have supposed kids? You're supposed to, yeah. And we and our conclusion was that we're supposed to. I had a very interesting thing this past weekend. Uh, I was, uh, as part of my new job, I was working uh, a radio remote for two of my brands, and it was at a the opening, and it's out in the middle of Goddard, Kansas, and I mean, it is literally, it's like, okay, hey, I'm driving on the highway, and there's fields, and there's fields, and there's fields, and oh, hey, there's another fucking field, and then all of a sudden, this giant three-story Genesis health club just jutting out of a field, right? <laughs> And this was the grand opening of it, and it's called the it's called Blastaway Bay. They have okay. I just want to describe this to you. It's in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. It's a full gym. My favorite part of the gym is that they had uh, you know like stationary tires, like the giant tires you can lift and move. Yeah. That so that was kind of fun. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, but they also have a full fucking water park, indoor water park. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, it's huge, and they have uh, a restaurant. They have an arcade for children. All this kind of stuff. Well, at one point, I walk over, and there's a young woman that works, obviously at Genesis, but she's got this table with like literature, and so you know, I mean, I'm not on the radio. I'm just kind of helping those guys out and kind of checking things out for promotional stuff, and she's cute. But I, and here's here's where I think I, you talk about growth. Here's the growth I have. Is uh I recognize instantly she's really cute and she could be, she could be my grandchild. You know, what I mean mm-hmm. I instantly yeah. recognize that she's really cute but totally inappropriate. But I walked over and I was like just wondering what her literature is. Well they also have a fucking preschool. <laughs> they actually like in this goddamn gym, they have not not like a, a babysitting while you work out. They've got that too. This is an actual full time fucking preschool. And uh, and she looks at me and she says, so do you have any kids? And I just self-reflectively just barked out a laugh. I went, no, <laughs> no, not not ever going to have kids. And and it was just one of these moments where she's, and then she looked at me, she's, well, do you want to see the facility? And I was like, and I thought, why is she showing me? And so it's because she's fucking bored. And nobody's asking her because everybody's here to get free Food and prizes from Genesis because it's the grand yeah. opening. So yeah, I went and I looked at the preschool and I asked about oh, was it accredited and how did they get this? The, you know, the licensing and I was you know I'm asking the questions because what else am I going to do? And she's obviously bored, so she wants somebody to give her spiel to. But yeah. I thought it was really weird because the people that were coming into the gym, uh, granted this is Goddard, Kansas. On on one hand. All of them were so goddamn fat. None of them are working out at a gym. It's just not going to fucking happen. Hey, none now, come people... on. Maybe they were just starting their journey. It is January of no, the
1: new year. Come no, on.
0: No, no. Trust me. You can see it in their faces. They're not. Aww. That's not. Yeah. And the other thing is, they all have kids that that, that are, you know, are, are just, you know, they're. Well, I mean, maybe they're really young and they just have great hormone growth because I'm here in the middle of the heartland. But they're big kids. They're big. <laughs> fucking big kids. These are not preschool kids. These are big, like, unusually formed kids that you would not want to sit uh, in between on a fucking Southwest Airlines flight. That's all okay. I'm saying. That's all, right. all I'm saying. But uh, I thought, well, what... What? They're, they've built an entire preschool for people who have preschool-aged children, and I don't know if they're going to have any takers. And I thought, that's interesting. I feel like that took a really... I know that was a that was a tangent
1: and a half. Um,
0: well, you know, hey, I'm a, you know, it's this whole the, the whole concept of we're supposed to have kids, we're supposed to oh, have that's a what job, it was, right? Okay, there we go. We're supposed to have yeah. property. We're well, yeah, supposed that's to have all this it. kind it's, of stuff. It's you make you it's make your choices. To me.
1: You make your choices, and you live the life you want to live, and it is what it is like. I mean, if if a 23 year old can get on YouTube or TikTok or whatever and make you know a, a million dollars or two million, whatever. Enough to essentially retire and then travel the world. Fucking do it. Good for them. Oh, I would.
0: I yeah. would. Yeah. There's no question about it. Go I mean, Why shit. Not?
1: You know, if if I was making a million dollars when I was 23, would I have stayed in Las Vegas and tried to make it in radio? I well, I probably would have. But I also would have oh, taken yeah, there's
0: no question. You would have. I yeah. also
1: would have taken more vacations. I think, or at yeah. least I
0: would have taken bigger vacations. Bigger vacation, spent more money. Well, you know, the thing about it is, and I've thought about this, and you tell me what you think. Because the thing about it is, I'm no longer married. I have no desire to get married again. Um, my ball sack um, is so beaten and leathered up, it looks like Stallone's face. Wow. So, what do you think? I could do, I could make a million dollars in TikTok if I just did videos of me hitting myself in the balls over and over and over. What do you think? Hmm. Because that's all the talent. Yeah. That's all the talent it takes to actually make no, a man. million dollars on TikTok. I'm just no, saying.
1: TikTok's not the place for that. You need to have an OnlyFans page, and, <laughs> and angry, angry white feminists hey, will pay out the fucking. To, they
0: will sell have all me their smash Birkenstocks. In the balls.
1: All their Birkenstocks. Oh, I'm doing it. To to watch you smack
0: yourself in the balls. See, dude, dude, I'm totally doing... That is a great motherfucking idea. I am absolutely doing that. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to preload every video. My OnlyFans will be videos. And the videos will be saying totally anti-feminist things and stuff about fat dykes and all this kind of stuff. And then, then, you know, like really (laughs) piss them off. Really piss them off. And then say... For ten dollar of a ten dollar subscription, I will I will I will jam I will hit myself on the balls with this ball peen hammer and, <laughs> and see how much money I mean that's a great I could make talk about hey I'm fifty seven, I want to retire. That's my goal. <laughs> that's the road to retirement from yeah. DH. Well, oh, that's funny as hell.
1: Yeah, I mean it just it all comes down to the life you the the way you live your life, how you live it. I mean you know there are parents there are people my age that have kids um that you know are around my age that feel a whole lot older than i am like they've just embraced the well i'm a parent now and i don't i don't need to have my identity anymore i'm just going to be a mom and i'm just i'm dad now that's that's my thing and that to me that's an age thing that's just aging out of Your own identity. One thing my grandmother said to me.
0: That's wait a minute. I got to back up. I I really have to. I have to interrogate what you just said because I think that's interesting. Is that so? What you're saying, and I think this kind of supports the thesis of the article I read. What you're saying is that your identity is rooted in your childhood and your adolescence because once you decide to do something that is not sort of that freedom, hey, man, why get a job? Let's go search the world. Let's hit ourselves in the balls on OnlyFans. That as soon as you decide not to do that and just sort of like relax into a a more, well, shall we say, mundane lifestyle, that that suddenly you have given up your identity, that is assuming that then your identity is adolescence.
1: No, Am it's I wrong? This. Yeah, I, it's, I mean, yes, I think you're wrong. What What it is, it's... It's the people on Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever. Whether it's like you know your your little bio, like mine on LinkedIn says, I I don't know from what I can remember. um, Author, creative director, routine tooth flosser, right? But some people have. It's
0: because you're. It's because you're adorable, like Ferris Bueller. That's really what it boils down to. You can play that game. You you could put I am the Walrus, and there you go. Everybody. But
1: there's there's you know father husband, brand captain you know or whatever but like
0: brand captain, who I, don't puts brand I, captain I don't know brand captain that doesn't Fuck deserve you. to be beaten to death
1: anybody that does does deserve to be beaten to death but I All also right. think that
0: people who put brand captain
1: father husband as their identity is really limiting well, I think I mean, I, anything I, I, like that is really limiting. I, I suppose I mean, yeah, putting putting if, author if you or, put, or brand or, or creative director is yeah, also limiting. The thing but,
0: is, if you if you put father and husband on LinkedIn, then you don't understand what right. LinkedIn is fucking that's, for. And that's, that's the is point I'm getting at. Yeah. Author, brand captain. Right. I think I'm gonna change mine to brand captain and see if anybody fires yeah. me. I mean, brand captain is the lamest. Oh. We were talking a couple weeks ago about using the 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 the, the corporate speak. What a what a lousy that is just dripping that is just sour with fucking corporate speak But that's Brand just it and Captain. I
1: I know somebody who has father and husband on his LinkedIn page it's a guy that I worked with And I ended up having to fire because he sucked at his job. Big fucking surprise. Well, there's a
0: reason. There's a reason because he doesn't understand the basic tenets of what LinkedIn is for. But here, here are two things. Not the time to say. It's like you know. It's like my my LinkedIn. What is my LinkedIn? Right. I mean, right now, my LinkedIn in my profile. What the fuck? I'm just look at it real quick. Promotions and Events Director, Summit Media. That's what it says. That it's got my website. Um. You know, the, the, what is it? The about thing is about, you know, it's my, it's my well-written, hey, I'm a, I'm an amazing guy and I can do all this shit and here are samples of my portfolio and all that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, I mean, it's, it's like I work for a living and I want you to hire me and give me jobs. And that's what it's about. If I were to put on there, you know, my pronouns are angry dude. Well, then I would, I wouldn't blame you to beat me to death with a fucking shoe. That's crazy. There's a girl that I grew
1: up with that when she had her kid, her first kid, she's got three now. I
0: think the oldest is probably
1: like 14 or 15 at this point.
0: Oh, my God. I can't think of a worse existence. I'm sorry. I know. And this is not to say I don't. I love that you have children. I love that Donnie Smith has a, a, a daughter. You know, I love that people have kids, but I am so motherfucking happy.
1: Dude, it's in not my, everybody. in everybody.
0: That's the thing. No, and that's the thing is in my in my sort of, uh, you know, my, my, what did I learn in my 57th year thing? One of the things that I'm really realizing is that everything that happened to me this year was my fault. And that's because everything that happens to me is a result of choices that I made. And one of the choices I am really glad I never made was to have kids.
1: Yeah. And I've, I've got a friend at work who's been asking me like, She's getting married this year, and she's like, "Should, should I have kids?" And I'm like, "Look, dude, I, <laughs> if you want to have them, if you don't, don't. I, I can't answer that for you. Like, there are there are benefits, there are negatives. Like, it's, I, I, I cannot answer that for you. It is not for everybody. Um, but do your thing. So when when my my friend that I grew up with, she had her first yeah. kid, and I remember this Facebook post because it just, I mean, it's, it stuck with me because she said, I'm finally a mommy. It's what I was always meant to be. Oh, my something, God. Something. And I just think, like,
0: <laughs> so here's what happens. Here's what happens to well, these people. Biologic, biologically, that is what she was always meant to be, but that's a real limiting perspective on life. Because what happens,
1: this goes back to the, this is the, the whole identity thing. It's not that your identity is your, your adolescence. like the, that you you know it, it only begins and ends with age 13 until you have kids. It's when you give up who you are and you are the, the changing thing. you know, you, you evolve, you change, you, your tastes change, everything. That's focus on yourself. If you stop doing things for yourself and investing in who you are, I believe. You fail yourself, of course, which means you fail your spouse, your kids, and everybody else in your life because you're not investing in, in the engine of your life. That's, I mean, you're not giving it gas. And if you don't give the engine gas, the car doesn't fucking go anywhere and nobody gets any good, any good out of the car. So what happens is when these kids grow up, this friend of mine or other people like her will be left with this gaping hole because their kids are now out of the house. They don't need them every day anymore. I mean, you always need your parents to a degree, right? But yeah. what's she going to do? She's like, well, shit, I, I gave up. I, I don't work. There goes my career. What am I going to get back into, you know, being a marketing director or whatever the hell she did? You know, it's, it's gone, and you've lost all this well, time sort of, investing in yourself. You have you to know, come back and be like, who am I? What am I even into? I've missed all this shit while my other friends. It's
0: it's really have- interesting because and not to beat up on parents and, and making parents and having children the, sort of the locus of this conversation. Because I think people that get a job at a, you know, like a legacy corporation and they've been working for this one corporation for their entire lives, they've completely invested their identity in sort of a a thing that will never love them back, which is a money-making machine, and yet when they finally retire or they're laid off or whatever, it's like their life is over because they didn't have anything that they were doing otherwise. So I think I see your point. I think I absolutely see your point.
1: When you invest in
0: one thing. I mean, but the other thing about the age
1: ain't ain't nothing but a number or um, 18 is the new 70 or 25 is the new 18, whatever the fuck it was. One of the last, it was the last conversation I had with Nani before she died was, um, and Nani was always such a chipper person. She never had a negative thing to say. She said to me... Just not in front of you. Well, right. Because she was always talking (laughs) shit about me to everybody else. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. When your back was turned, oh, the negativity came out.
1: So she said, David, I just, you know, in my brain... I'm still 19. And for the first time in my life, my body won't agree with that. Now, she was 94 years old when she said this. So I think there's, you know, did she have, like, was her body, was she still, like, running and jumping up and down like she was when she was 19? No, but was she still very active? And, all? you know, yes. And that's the thing, is that you're, there is no, well, you're 70 now. So that means you got to be this way and your body's going to do that. There are 70-year-olds that can run marathons. There are 30-year-olds that can barely get off the couch because they're so out of shape.
0: Well, and 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 what I would love to say to Nani is no, you 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 are not 19 and you don't feel 19 with your body being 95 because everybody on the planet, fucking Earth, when they are 19 is basically dumb. But maybe, with the exception of maybe like point zero zero one percent of the population, they're just dumb as fucking stumps. And I don't, I don't think a ninety-five-year-old woman wants to go. Yeah, I feel like I'm dumb as a piece of shit. I love how so. You, that's not you, what you're saying. Whether it's preschoolers, high schoolers, or college kids,
1: dumb. Yeah, you the youth in your in your point of view it, you're are supposed idiots. to
0: be dumb well the the thing is you and and I you, that's the thing it's it's not to say that I think they're stupid because stupid is something you can't ever fix stupid is forever right but dumb is i don't know anything and the difference between like your son who's 4 years old he's dumb because he just doesn't know anything i mean he's just new he's brand new and he's figuring shit out and that doesn't make it a bad thing that he's dumb you know, it just means he doesn't know. Well, you get to be a little older and then you get to about eighth grade and you start the problem with youth is that you're dumb, but you think you know everything. Yeah. And then yeah. you get to 20 and they let you drive and then 21 and they let you smoke and drink and you think you know everything and you're still basically dumb. And I don't, And I don't say this like as I'm pointing at you and saying, hey, look, 21 year old, you're dumb. I'm saying... I rem I do remember what it was like when I was in my twenties and I was dumb as a fucking bucket of hair. Well that's just and, it. And you don't but it also you in your twenties you weren't forced to be smart because
1: there are again, like if we use my in laws, at twenty years old, they had five year olds running around. They had to force themselves to become smarter in order to raise the children and keep them
0: alive. David Queen Elizabeth David, you- a lot older. You don't, have to, older. Be, you no, don't I, have to be smart to raise a child. You just have to make sure they don't die. That's it. That's not a smart thing. That's just like basic common sense. But I would
1: trust a 15-year-old parent to keep Harry alive more than I would trust a 22-year-old college senior.
0: Oh yeah, just, well I would you trust, know, dude, dude. I would I would trust a Down syndrome uh, bagger at the Dylan's grocery store before I would trust a twenty <laughs> two year old college student to fucking do anything. But like the the age, you know, this is now
1: that. What does that mean? I mean, Greta, Greta Thunberg, Thunderberg, Thunderboard,
0: Thunder, thun, 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 Thunderclap, th- thr- 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 Thrombosis. Yeah, th- Greta Throm, <laughs> Clambake. Yeah, Clambake. Greta- <laughs> Gretel thunder thighs.
1: What? No, come on. She is. I, I I can't imagine she's enjoying her time as a teenager right now.
0: You well, know? I mean, she didn't. She 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 jumped into a pool that yeah. was way deeper than she was prepared for, and and then got. That's the thing. You mentioned this earlier about about the youth today. The youth today you're right basically you jump in you jump in any kind of thing that requires you to be intelligent and you make one mistake and and millions of people jump that have never met you and will probably never be in the same air as you shit all over you for for i mean what an awful feeling that's gotta be
1: yeah yeah so i i i read this story that you know that you that kicked off this yeah, conversation yeah. yeah and i get it i i just I, I i just can't wrap my head around this 25 is a new 18 thing and you know the extended hey, scientific adolescence
0: american said it man that's science don't you believe the science okay. what are you a fucking what are you a fucking yeah. white supremacist are you a nationalist i am that you don't believe the
1: science uh here's the long game i've been playing on you don i am really marjorie taylor green's left titty you didn't know that <laughs> but when we started doing this whole thing in 2017, I was Marjorie Taylor Greene's left titty. Nobody knew who Marjorie Taylor Greene was, except me, because I've been with her for a long time as her left titty. And now it's all revealed. So, yep. Gig is up. The tits out of the bag.
0: And now, Rorschach of the news. Your first Rorschach of the news. Playboy. And I, the thing is, when I read this... <laughs> God. When I read this, I was actually shocked. I wonder if you will be as shocked as I am. Playboy releases first ever sex toy line. Uh, I mean, you'd have thought they would have fucking released a sex toy line 40 fucking years ago. But no, they just just now, as as they are on the wane, (laughs) as they say, just released their first ever sex toy line. I think,
1: that's, uh, I think that that's great. Yeah, I don't know if... I mean, I guess they should have done that sooner before they had to close the uh, the print magazine, right? Because they closed that thing down, right? It's only Yeah,
0: yeah, it's there is still lineup. print yeah. magazine. Yeah.
1: You know, as, as a way to make money, like, yeah, brand that shit. Mar- you know, that seems obvious. Why was anybody doing that? Um, also, they missed... Well, I guess their thing is the Playboy Bunny because there's a, uh, a very popular vibrator called the Rabbit. Um, but yeah, they could, I mean, yeah, they could have branded all this ship and doing, come on, at their heyday have Pamela Anderson hawking, uh, Playboy Bunny sex toys? Jesus. Pamela Anderson,
0: Dorothy Stratton. Come on, this is not hard. Right. Right? That's that's weird that that, that they didn't, that's just bad business. That's (laughs) all I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. Just speaking of bad business, number two, I just like the phrasing of the title, embattled actor, Kevin Spacey lauded in Italy for lifetime achievement in film. Isn't Italy where,
1: oh God, what's that other director's name? Um, The pervert that,
0: oh shit. He's not, he's Polish. He's not, he's not Italian. You know, who who am I talking about? Roman, you're talking about Roman Polanski? Polanski? Wasn't he hiding, he wasn't hiding in Italy? Yeah, I don't know if he was hiding in Italy, but he's not Italian. That, that, I mean, well, I know I that, but say. I was just going
1: to say, like, isn't Italy, where is, let me Google this real quick. Where is Roman
0: Polanski? Polanski. Oh, my <laughs> God, he's in my basement. Holy oh, shit. Jesus. Uh, it's let's inf- see. It's Roman's, it's, it's the diary of Roman Frank.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess he's not in Italy. Okay. What I was going to no, say is no. Italy <laughs> seems like the, a safe haven for perverted Actors and you know, perverted Hollywood, anyway. Um, okay, I <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I never know thing, what I never know what to do with these stories that I don't give a shit about. Like, Italy can do whatever well, the, the, fuck the it reason was. I
0: think it's interesting is that I think Kevin Spacey was at that at, at, in his heyday, he was a, an incredible one of the best actors I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and if you follow anything about Kevin Spacey, he's been charged. And 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 accused of raping boys, over and over and over, and each time they take him to court, it's disproven. He has been exonerated like six times now.
1: Yeah, but that one and, guy who had like three parts in in you know American films, he keeps saying that it that it happened, so we have to believe
0: her. Yeah, him. I know. But uh, or some you know, and it's just it's you know it's like i you know, and you know you can't blame the man for kind of going off the deep end and losing his mind because. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying he didn't do any of this, but he has been to trial, like an actual, like a trial with a judge and a jury, like six times. And each time they basically failed to prove anything happened. Yeah. And so at some point, can you give give the guy a fucking break? I mean, Jesus Christ. I just wonder at like what point Italy is going to give
1: Will Smith, um, you know, some kind of lifetime achievement award for beating the shit
0: out of people. <laughs> well, the thing is, they're going to give him a lifetime achievement award, but he's not allowed to go for ten years. Yeah. So, God. you know, no, I
1: think that's. Number I mean, I guess you think th- that's
0: oh. a fuck you to America, like Italy going, okay, abs, absolutely. Yeah, i, I mean, there's not even a question in my mind. They're like, you know what? Let's, you know, you fucking prudes. Then you here's then here's my hot take on that.
1: That's funny. Yeah, bring it. They're, they're that's just funny. <laughs> if they're fucking with America
0: in that way, that's funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I, and I like that he actually got an award. But he can't get it in Connecticut. So, there you go. Number three. Speaking of rape. Oh, I love this. (laughs) God. (laughs) Porn actor Ron Jeremy found unable to stand trial... For rape, I, I, I have to give you a little bit of this. Uh, I have to give you a little bit of, of info on this one. Los Angeles AP, the Los Angeles judge on Tuesday, declared that porn performer Ron Jeremy is mentally incompetent to stand trial on dozens wow. of rape and sexual assault counts. The thing about it is, when I first read it, I thought, oh, well, you know, people, you know, maybe, maybe there were women that he was in, uh, uh, like, uh, porn movies with that they just... They said, "Okay, he, you know, he did this." No, no, no. Um, basically, what it says, uh, I got to read what, what, what. Uh, Thirty-four counts of sexual assault, including twelve counts of rape. Wow! It says, nicknamed the Hedgehog, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy has been among the best-known and most prolific actors in the porn industry for decades. Um, and basically, he would lure, according to transcripts of grand jury testimony for the women and girls obtained by the Associated Press, Jeremy would lure them into a small, sec- secluded space, often the bathroom of a West Hollywood bar and grill he frequents, trap them, and rape them. God. And now he's mentally incompetent to stand trial. So what do you do with this guy?
1: <laughs> um I, <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I, one you take away his video games. I mean, we can't we can't have Sonic the Pornhog running around and getting all these movies and <laughs> that's not a good, that
0: Sonic the Pornhog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I mean, what do you do with a guy that you can't take the trial like I, I mean I, I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's so. It's it's to me. It's it's. I mean, I mean it's it's extreme. It's it's like it's like it's like. I understand being incompetent, Stan Trump. But I mean, holy shit! It's like this is pretty damning stuff. And they can't even try him because yeah. he's mentally incompetent. What do you do? What do you do with the guy? I mean, I, I literally, I don't have an answer. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you ask, if you ask, you know, any white woman, they're going to say, cut his dick off and, you know, fill him with sand and drop him in the ocean. But <laughs> I mean, that's what they're going to say. But the well, reality is he's mentally is incompetent. Do they
1: ha- make a case that he's unsafe? Like his, his mental incompetence <laughs> makes him a danger to society. Therefore, he needs to be put away and you put him in a, a mental health. Prison, well, you know, either, institution. Either
0: put him in mental health prison, or you just drop him off in San Francisco. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I just
0: be be one of the meth heads and uh, the homeless that gets sprayed with hoses. I don't know. Oh my god.
1: Hell. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. I, that's what I would do if I were like one of these, um, a, an attorney for one of these women. I would try and like, all right, well, let's get him off the streets at the very least. So, at the very
0: least. At you least know. don't let him go to that West Hollywood bar and grill. I mean, just stay out of the bathroom, dude.
1: Yeah, and also that West Hollywood bar and grill like, changed the name from the bathroom. They changed the name of the bathroom from Hedgehog Den to Men's Room. <laughs> I think that would help
0: things, too. <laughs> Number four. This made me laugh so hard I thought I was going to pass out. High school spends thousands of dollars on electricity each month because nobody can turn off the software-controlled lights. This is a true story. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know I have issues with technology. I have a complicated relationship with with technology. Modern. Like I, I, I do. I've been doing a podcast with you for about seven years, and uh, and uh, or maybe not quite that long, but a long time. It's pushing and it. So, yeah. yeah, I.
1: I like know. I know, a...
0: I know. I know you're 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 almost luddite, but not quite luddite. Too. Yeah, like I'm not a, I'm not an idiot, but you know, there's some things I'm just like I can't
1: I can't figure this out. I don't know why this is happening. So, I do think that sometimes we overcomplicate with our technology in an effort to simplify things if you can't turn the fucking lights off that's a problem
0: (laughs) that's a big problem
1: because the whole point of these (laughs) these automatic lights is to conserve energy save money help the the, with the planet with the environment all that stuff and that seems like it's not quite working now is it
0: not at this school definitely not at this school because they literally i mean and it's still going on i mean this is months and months and months where they're just spending... You,
1: you know, know what? I, I you know what, what would numbers. fix this? It's like,
0: it's a bat. You know what would... What would you say? A bash <laughs> Yeah, you just break all oh, the just fucking bash lights. Her, yeah.
1: No. Yeah. If, if Gertrude Thunderbird were attending this school, <laughs> this would not be a problem. She would have that shit fixed
0: immediately. Immediately. It's true. It's true. Number five. Google. To cut 12,000 jobs, its largest layoffs in history. yeah In what I've read,
1: what I've been hearing on you know news reports, this sounds more like a cash grab oh, than, yeah. a, than a business. Need. Yeah, this is Google's doing just fine we, yeah, yeah. But they're they're planning for a, an economy that might take a dump or whatever. And it's just, I think it's just a way to, um, it's just, it's a cash grab, get rid of the people, hold on to more money and figure it out. So I, you know, Google as per usual can go fuck itself
0: and well, the tech industry thought, can go but, fuck
1: itself. Part with its of greed. me
0: thought is that wh- one of those people of the 12,000 was actually in charge of the, uh, of the lighting software for that high school. <laughs> and so They're gone. <laughs> they're gone. Sorry, the, fuck off. They're
1: the only ones with the code to turn the light off.
0: Yeah, they're the this only is, this ones is their with, revenge. The, with the password. They've they have they they have got they've got it, uh, a password with the the, the two two-part authentication and yeah. nobody can get in.
1: Yeah, this is this is their version of leaving a steaming pile of
0: their own shit on their their boss's yeah. doorstep. Yep. All right, and number 6 and this relates to 70 is the new 40. This is in Time Magazine, Scientists have reached a key milestone in learning how to reverse aging. All right, now, I'm gonna, I just wanna give you a little bit of, you know, the finding involves mice, but represents an important milestone in understanding what causes cells to age and potentially how to reverse the process in people. I, I, I really, I, I, Two. two questions is, what's your first reaction? And do you think this is a good thing if we can reverse aging? Oh, man. Personally, I love it. Give me
1: it. Make me young forever. <laughs> uh, but that also means that every other asshole on the planet could probably be young forever, and then none of us yes, will ever yes. die, and then it's Congress like will just get older and older and older. And I, yeah. I, I, mm. I mean, there's, you know, it's, it's weird. Like you wanna, I want more medicines. I want to be able to, you know, we want better treatments so we can get over illnesses. And I've always said that if you, if you live long enough, You'll live forever. And
0: if you could just Boy, get it through the worst yeah. that is the worst like Mitch Hedberg joke I ever heard in my life.
1: Uh well, it's a good thing I'm Marjorie Taylor's Green's left titty Tint. and not Mitch Hedberg <laughs> <then>. <laughs> It's a pretty good joke for a left titty of a crazy woman, isn't it? For a
0: for a left titty of a of an insane broad, yeah, that's not bad. I mean,
1: I don't even have a mouth, dude. I'm just I'm just a gland, You're just a nipple. Fat you have and a, a nipple. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't even know. I'm pretty I'm Pre- I'm pretty impressive. impressed with that.
0: Ju- when you put it in that context, yeah. I'm actually pretty impressed with that joke. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> it's, but you know, it's
1: messing with, God, it's messing with the natural order of things. Like it can, it's good in theory. It's like the, what's the question about, um, like, if you can go in and like pick what your kid is going to be, like, I want my kid to be uh. athletic and have brown hair and blue eyes and, you know, whatever else. That becomes eugenics, Right. Yeah, yeah. And that is a slippery slope into what exactly, you know, Hitler was trying to do. Was trying to yes, do.
0: yes. And well, that, you know, I'll say
1: this really quickly. As Marjorie Taylor Greene's left titty, I'm
0: not totally opposed to that. Because, you know, boss lady yeah, kind of likes that not? kind of shit. But no, See, my I, th- perspective I think it, is, it gets really I re- scary. I read, I read scientists have reached a key milestone in learning how to reverse aging. And what I hear is... And then the, the doors open. Welcome to Anti Geriatric Park, and it's the fucking children of the corn. Oh God! So, yeah, you know,
1: you know, what does the forty or seventy is a new forty mean? Like, is that a physical I don't, thing,
0: or I just don't fucking no? Mean, I think right. it, I, no. I think it's yeah. You know, you have to read something. I it's don't just know. a thing to say. So, It's the same thing as New Year, New You. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Or pay your taxes. You know, it's all all bullshit. (laughs) It's all fucking bullshit. There are six things you should do this week.
1: All right, my first thing is a watch. Uh, This is a... Dumb little documentary on Netflix, but it's super fun and super goofy. It's called The Pez Outlaw, and it is about, oh wow! It's oh, about I
0: gotta
1: see it you know toy collectors, and this one guy who figured out how to make a shit ton of money collecting and selling Pez cartridges, and all of the the random stuff that like because there's Pez in Europe, and then there's Pez America or Pez US, whatever, and certain things can't get into the US. So this guy was like smuggling them in because, oh God, it's, it gets a little complicated because I don't totally remember. But Pez doesn't have, there's like when you go to customs, if you're bringing all this shit in, like this guy was coming in with duffel bags of these Pez cartridges, and customs is like, you can't bring this stuff in. And he's like, why? And they're like looking through, like, well, who owns the right to import these things? And nobody does. So there's this loophole because Pez never filed a, um, like a trademark or a right to import. So this guy can like legally do it. And it just, it's just, it's so goofy and so fun. And it's shot in a a fun way. And the guy that they're talking about plays himself in the reenactments. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's adorable. It's a great great, fun, fun little documentary.
0: That's good. My first is also a watch. Um, it is. Did you watch the first season of Jeremy Renner and Mayor of Kingstown? I have not. All right. Well, then the first thing I'm going to tell you is you need to watch the first season of Mayor of Kingstown. It is. It's Kingstown, Michigan. It's it's like a prison town, and the 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 titular mayor of Kingstown is basically the guy that the prison the gangs outside the prison and the cops all used to basically be diplomatic and do diplomacy between these three warring factions. It's really good. Season 2 just uh just dropped on Paramount Plus and it's just one of the best. It's one of the best things I've seen since Breaking Bad. I I think it's really mm. it's really fucking smart. It's Jeremy Renner is really quite good in it. Um there's just a lot of really good shit in there. It's 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 sort of like Breaking Bad meets The Wire, and it's just smart, oh, and good TV. Yeah. So I really I really can't recommend it enough. The Mayor of Kingstown season two, but if you haven't seen season one, watch season one because it is totally worth okay. the time. Great. My next thing is to read in The Atlantic. Surprise
1: uh, headline here, <laughs> and I haven't read this yet. So this is a thing for all of us to do this week. There's no way to repay. <laughs> There's no way to repair marriage without repairing men. Our nation's masculinity crisis is the cause and result of the great uh,
0: marriage divide.
1: I can't oh, ra- wait wait to read what David French has to say about this.
0: Yeah, I, you know, all right, great. Fuck off. It's the masculinity's problem. Sure, I'm sure that's what it is. Have you ever met a woman? Have you ever fucking met a woman <laughs> Ever? God. Talk about toxic masculinity, my ass. Meet a woman and tell me it's the men's fault. Jesus, (laughs) Jesus. My second thing is also a read. It's in New York Magazine. The title is, uh, the headline is Fort Walgreens. Subhead: The recent spike in shoplifting is both overblown (laughs) and real, and almost everyone is profiting from it, including you. And it's really. It, it's the thing is that like people would not be jumping in and like stealing fifty bottles of Pepto Bismol if there weren't fences to sell them to. And this is the story of one such fence in New York. And it is it's a really fucking fascinating read. What a scumbag! But it makes complete sense that that's why all that shit's happening. So what is what is historian? Good... It's called. It's in New York Magazine. It's called Fort Walgreens. Mm. It's by James D. Walsh. Got it. All right. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really good read.
1: My third thing this week uh, is a listen. It's listen to anything David Crosby has done.
0: Yeah, the old yeah, man died last good, week. That's a good one.
1: Yep. And I, you know, if. It's kind of, odd. I mean, if you know who David Crosby is, you know, like, well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's influential with the Birds and David Crosby, or Crosby, Stills and Nash, Crosby, Stills Nash and Young, um, and his solo stuff. But, like, if you really go back and listen to it and consider it not in the context of today, but in the context of its time, yeah. like Crosby was really shaping the sound of, of, of American music and global music at the time, yep. which is a, a really, really cool thing. So, yeah,
0: really R- rest deal. in peace, Crosby. I- I completely agree, and my final thing is, and I cannot recommend this m- m- more strongly. I just, I, I just can't recommend it enough. Um, I waited, I couldn't see it in uh, in, in Kansas because it only played for three fucking nights, and then <laughs> moved on. Um, and I finally decided to drop the the six dollars on Amazon Prime to to rent it and watch it. Kate uh, Blanchett in Todd Fields. Tar, I wrote, and I like to watch. Uh, I wanted to make sure that people read it, so I also put it on my Substack. The very same piece. This is, it's, it's, it's the right movie for the right time, for the right reasons. What I love about it more than anything else is it's caused some definitely some controversy. Um, I mean, any movie that people on the left hate because it's a a toxic lesbian woman and anybody on the right uh, (laughs) hates it because – I mean, I'm just telling you there are so many – both sides of the weirdness hate it. It is smart. It doesn't take sides. It is brilliant. And Martin Scorsese was completely thrilled that it was one of the best movies he saw in a long time. It mm. is Kate Blanchett as Lydia Tarr. It is a brilliant piece of film. And okay. I cannot recommend it enough.
1: Is it streaming right now or is it in theaters?
0: Um, it's, I don't think it's probably in theaters anymore, but okay. it's definitely, it's, I, I rented it for five ninety nine on Amazon uh, okay. Prime and, and, and I, I've watched it. I, let's put it this way. I rented it for the, It's like, it's for 30 days. You get the days. 48, 48 read, hour. Oh, you get 30, 30 days. Okay. No, you get 30 days to redeem it. You get 40. I've watched it four oh. times. Oh, well, wow. In the whatever 48. I mean, it is one of those movies where. I was thrilled, but I wanted to kind of dig deeper into it and kind of really watch it for a lot of its nuance. And then I caught some things I missed the first time and I watched it again and caught some more things. And her performance is arguably one of the it's it's easily I mean, the she's best Kate thing. She, yeah. Well, I mean no, this is easily the best thing she has ever done. Wow. And it is, I just think it's one of the smartest. This is what Joker wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not that she's homicidal or, you know, laughs a lot, but it's just like, this is that I want to provoke thought about here's a character that is on one hand, brilliant and intelligent and amazing. And on the other hand, a fucking sexual creep. Wow. And, 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 and how do you how do you balance those two out in and, and your opinion ever it's a i just think it's i just think it's 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 the right movie for the right time and i really loved it okay so there you go that's the show my friends that's the show and i think you know you have you having watched
1: this movie four times in 48 yeah. hours i mean that's really 56 is the new 20 cuz what else do you have to do
0: except sit and watch that's the movies that's what i'm talking about so, there well, you go well that and fo- and fondle Marjorie taylor greens Left hit.
1: <laughs> that was disgusting. That was fucking gross.
0: You can listen to the Literate Ape cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to two white guys holding court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For
1: more information about Literate Ape, go to literateApe.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at LocomotiveBand.com. What the fuck?